Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your time. We're in this game. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast for the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff. Joining me, as always, is my friend, co-host, colleague, Nick Martin. And Nick, get right back in the saddle after a little bit of a break for Thanksgiving with a underdog. We always pick our favorite underdogs for the upcoming slate. That'll be for Tuesday, November the 29th. And what a way to get right back into the swing of things here. The Anaheim Ducks. They're plus 195 in Nashville against the Preds, who are minus 230. The over-under here is six and a half. This is a bet against the Predators more than a bet on the Ducks. It's hard to bet on Anaheim at all. Uh, we did see them, you know, collect a, a win against the Rangers over like the last week. And, you know, they they're an NHL team. So they'll they'll win games here and there. And Nashville is a team that I want to keep betting against. I think that the market remains too high on them. Uh, you were talking about there to make the playoff odds yesterday. Way too high. This is a mediocre NHL team. A minus three, five on five goal differential over their last 10 games. They're just about break even in terms of the their expected goals rate. They're just, they're, I don't want to call them a fraud because no one's calling them a contender, but like they're just not good enough to be this price basically against any team in the NHL. Yeah, this seems like a big reach considering the talent on the roster and how they've played so far. And yet we talked about the market Sunday, they were priced at minus 122 to miss the playoffs. That is insane. This team is not very good. They're getting a lot of credit for what was an impressive year last year, I think. But we've talked about how Duchesne, uh, Johansson, those guys, Grandland, they overachieved. They're 31. We're counting on kind of those guys still being dominant for this to be a, a good team. And I just, this price suggests there's a significant gap between these sides. I don't think it's as as massive as this, this is a crazy price for an NHL hockey game. So yeah. I like the Ducks to bounce back here. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, it's, I think anytime you see minus two if, with the Predators, anything in this range, like just just bet against them. And I, I think you'll end up being okay uh, at the end of the it's, season. It's worth noting too, that Stolars will start this game in all likelihood. And there actually has been a pretty significant gap over what is now a pretty big sample between him and Gibson. So if there is a time to target the Ducks, it seems crazy to say it, 
but I actually would rather do it with Stolarzin. It's been a pretty large sample of Gibson being not very good in the NHL. His reputation kind of, you know, I think people have not quite realized how ugly it's been for what's now a big sample. So I definitely prefer to target the Ducks in games where Stolarz is going to start, which should be tomorrow night. It's the the classic, you know, this guy was good for a couple seasons four years ago, and then the Ducks were bad. So everyone says, well, he'll still be good if he's on a better team. Well, He's not. He's not on a better team, so it's uh, it's it's not going to be easy. He's for not, him. and their backup goalie has done better than yeah. him for a year and a half now. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, this goes back to last like, season too. Yeah. All right, your favorite underdog will stay with the team from out west. We are going to go with the San Jose Sharks. As of now, it's not the juiciest underdog, but I think it's a really strong play. So I'd rather you know give out a good play than reach for an underdog. The Canadians are getting by. They're getting some wins, but it's been against really, really weak competition. They've played the Blue Jackets twice, the Flyers, Sabres, Blackhawks over their last six, and they only have a 42% expected goals rate. I think it's looked about that bad to the eye. I ended up kind of heavy on Chicago in that game versus Montreal uh, live. It went to a shootout. I thought it was kind of a tough luck loss for the Hawks, and we know the Hawks are simply not very good. And we've talked about how the Sharks are still competing at a relatively effective level. I think they're actually arguably skating a more well-rounded roster. I like their defensive core a little more. Kakinen, big picture, I think, could actually over or outperform Allen. It's possible. So, yeah, I think as an underdog in this spot, I like the Sharks. Sharks and Ducks is our favorite underdogs. Now let's look at the big board. It is a relatively small slate for Tuesday as the NHL kind of re calibrates after the holiday schedule it's only nine games let's talk about the lightning plus 140 in boston bruins are minus 165 tampa is coming off a of back-to-back they'll play in buffalo on monday night uh the over under here six and a half i think it's lightning or nothing at the price i know the bruins are 12 and 0 or something like that at home they haven't lost yet on home ice and they've just been stunningly good throughout the season, but the lightning, I think are really good. Like this is a team that's just kind of quietly going about their business, the goaltending matchup. I know that Linus Allmark's been fantastic to start the season and he should catch a, a good break here with Vasilevsky likely to go on Monday night. So it's hard Elliot versus Allmark, a hot hand versus Brian Elliott. But I still think when you're getting plus 140 on a team as good as the lightning, it's, it's always worth at least a heavy thought. Yeah, and I think actually they are going to go with Vasilevsky for this game, which is worth noting. Obviously, if you're not going to catch Elliott in this spot, that changes things. And the Lightning seem to obviously be taking this game a little more seriously. They took that loss in Tampa to Boston, I think 10 days ago or wherever it was, and they came out pretty well, and it kind of fell apart from there. I think moving forward, I'm with you. The Bruins aren't going to be a team I'm looking to back a lot. I thought they got pretty lucky in that contest versus Carolina on Friday which extended the streak. And to me, just this is going to be closer to a pick moving forward this year than this price suggests. And I think it's a stay away or back, back Tampa game, I think. My New York Islanders are on the road in Philly, finishing off the second half of a home and home. They played on Saturday night. The Isles are minus 170 on the road. Flyers plus 145. The over-under is six. The Islanders played pretty terribly as a unit in that game. They were able to stay in it because of good goaltending, couple timely goals and then they kind of impose their will on the in the third period which has kind of been their formula they they rely on their goalie to keep them in the game until they find something and and they've been able to do it they're now 15 and 8 on the season they rebounded from a minor losing streak with four in a row i believe now and uh they're kind of just trudging along 
in a weird way, this really this team reminds me of the Rangers from last year, where they're getting outplayed a five on five generally. Their special teams have been pretty good, especially their penalty kill, but their goaltender, Ilya Sorokin. I mean, I know Farlama played on Saturday night, but for the most part, it's been Sorokin has just been otherworldly good. He's now the favorite to win the Vezina. And I think, I don't have anything on this game, but if you can find Ilya Sorokin on the Hart Trophy odds, I had to request to bet him to get him listed at a couple places before the season. He's still not on the board at a couple places. The disrespect is crazy. He's 101 around where he is actually listed. I would make him probably the third favorite. It sounds absurd. But like the third favorite behind McDavid and Jason Robertson right now, and he's 100 to one. So that's what I'll say about this game. I don't have a play on it. I think it's going to be a feisty affair. That game ended up being a a yard sale at the end with Tony D'Angelo, uh, Dick Delorier, and Wallstrom, Mayfield, Martin, Ristolainen. There are sticks and gloves all over the place by the time it was out of hand. So it could be a penalty fest. So maybe an over. But the Sorokin angle is, is the one I want to talk about the most here. Yeah, and I'm happy to talk about that. I'm not going to go as far as you with the heart, but I just posted on the weekend about his Vesna price. I don't think they've respected the start enough, the odds makers being they, that he should be the far and away favorite, I think by somewhat of a margin. Like if anything, the guys who have been close, close to him, I think Hellebuck has been quite strong. Yep. I know Bruins fans are going to be pissy with me not saying Allmark is right up there, but I think a lot of people are actually aware of the fact that Boston have just been incredibly good defensively. And the fact that maybe down the stretch, they'll split things up with Swayman pretty evenly trying to prepare for what will hopefully be a deep postseason run. And they're likely going to be well situated to do that is going to hurt the prices. I think Sorokin deserves to be a bigger favorite than he is at most sports books right now and is a very reasonable Vesna bet. And yet to touch on this game, it is so hard to make a case to back the Flyers right now, but I do expect them to keep it close. There's so little talent in that lineup with Connect Me now out as well. He was their top scorer and actually is playing really well this season it's flyers are passed for me but i don't really ever want to bet the flyers so we'll just leave it at that <laughs> the colorado avalanche minus 145 on the road in winnipeg the jets plus 125 the over under six uh winnipeg's been better lately uh, they're starting to tilt the ice in the right direction a little bit more which is good and they got the goaltender hellebuck in great form so there's always going to be a high floor with winnipeg when he's rolling like he is um, the avalanche. though, I think something I didn't really pick up on until a couple like games ago was just how strong Georgiev has been for this team too. So maybe the goaltending advantage is, yeah, I mean, I'd still say Hellebuck is a much better goalie than Georgiev, but it, it might not be as wide as you would have thought when you said, uh, you know, Jets versus avalanche a few weeks ago. I have nothing here. I still am kind of trying to learn about the jets more. I think, I do. I'm kind of getting convinced that maybe they're pretty good. So that's what I'm looking for here. If I had to choose based on the price, it would be Winnipeg, but it'll likely be a pass for me. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm starting to think the Jets are a lot better than I had once thought as well. I'll give a shout out to Josh Morrissey from Calgary. He has been insane. I think probably not quite a realistic Nora shot yet, but he has been insane on a defense that really isn't that good. And they're relying on him to do a ton, which, yeah. So I think a lot of credit there. For me, I actually think Winnipeg or nothing. What Colorado is getting by on still seems somewhat unsustainable. And obviously they're playing without so much talent in the lineup and really have nothing to prove. And they're still situated really well in the standings. But they're getting by with an unreal power play and incredible goaltending when I think everything else has actually been somewhat modest. 
So for me, I, I might be looking to target going against them a couple nights moving forward. And yeah, I, I think the Jets are probably the more valuable side in this game. They're going to make it a really tough contest. What The Avs can obviously steal any game with that power play and what's been strong goaltending, but I wouldn't want to count on that, especially against the Jets. The Florida Panthers, Matthew Kachuk's return to Calgary. The Cats are plus 125. They're playing on a back-to-back. They're in Edmonton on Monday night. Flames minus 145. The over-under six and a half. The Panthers are a team that I'm looking to back as well. Um, their underlying metrics are really strong. I'm a little surprised that their defense has, and and maybe this is just a coaching thing. Maybe it's just a you know the the fact that they deleted Uberdo and the roster just by doing that by swapping out Uyghur and Uberdo for Kachuk and you know more modestly talented defensemen kind of forces the whole team to play a certain way. But they're they've just been better than than I thought uh, and more responsible in their own zone. I think game management is the the way that. I would put it and and they've been unlucky. Uh they've they've been really unlucky with their results, I would say. So I I like Florida here. I know it's the back to back and I know uh, you know I like I just think that this price is too too high on a team that's this good. I think money will probably come in on Calgary too. What are your thoughts here? And I know you like to target play into like the revenge angle with with shot props. Will you be doing that with Kachuk? Kachuk, I'll have to see where the market goes. One that I love for tonight's game, definitely for tomorrow, if Barkov remains out, they've got Lundell, top unit, top power play. I posted and played this on Saturday for him to get a point. It's plus 102 tonight in Edmonton. Unless he absolutely goes off, it'll probably be close to that in a game where they'll be less of a favorite tomorrow. That's an angle I really like. If he remains in those two roles, he's going to get a point more than half the time. For sure. He's so talented. Usually he's kind of hidden on the third line. Now he gets obviously such a good spot on a team that scores at a really high rate. So that's one I like. And then Bennett would be the shot target. I think I'd be interested in too on the revenge angle and tying into that Barkov angle. He's going to see slightly uh, more ice and a heavier role in this spot. If Barkov remains out, obviously Barkov's status is a huge, it's huge for every point to do with this game because he moves the needle significantly. He's out with illness. It sounds like he's for sure going to miss tonight's game in Edmonton. Tomorrow, his status will be one to watch. And if he's out, obviously, those props that I listed, I think, are really strong. All right, before we get to top shelf bets, our favorite bets for Tuesday, November 29, we'll talk Kraken, we'll talk Kings. It's a, basically a pick em. Los Angeles was a slight home favorite, minus 120 right now. The over-under is six. The Kings are pushing play pretty well. They're not getting goaltending. It's kind of been the theme. Their expected goal differential over the last 10 games is hovering around three, 3.2 goals. Their actual goal differential, five on five, is minus one. So some of the issues that we saw with this team last year are are showing up a bit. Their shooting percentage over that time span is down. And it's unfortunate because their goaltending sort of, in the big picture, it's been bad. But recent form has been a little bit better. And if that's the case, I do wonder if Los Angeles... Is maybe a, a, this is a good sell high spot on Seattle on the road against a team that is generally pushing play in the right direction. So I might jump in on Los Angeles here. My play is just going to be hoping that the Kraken win. I mm-hmm. I agree though it, it could be a bit of a sell high spot. I still I don't know if the price is quite there. I think I need the Kings around minus one ten or or minus one hundred five. The Kraken are still being disrespected. I think it's pretty reasonable to say. We talked about that Nashville to miss playoff market. 
The Kraken are priced at minus 170 to make the playoffs. They have an insane lead in what is not that good of a Western Conference. Money Puck has them at 98% to make the playoffs. That might be a little bit bold. I'm not going <laughs> to go out and say 98% is a lock. But minus 170 definitely tells you that odds makers are not buying into what the Kraken are doing being sustainable at all. And to touch on one more future, Haxtell is still out there 33 to 1 to win the Jack Adams. And that is ridiculous. On uh, He is the fifth longest odds when I look today. It's He's crazy. down behind some coaches whose teams are 100% going to be in the lottery. So while Lindy Ruff's probably got a pretty massive lead in that market, I don't think that's fair. Like Hextall should be probably fourth or fifth if they voted tomorrow. Yep. Probably Boston, Vegas, New Jersey, and then him would be my vote. But anyways, and even then I think you could make the case that he's done more with less than some of those teams. But yeah, that's kind of all I've got on these games is just touching on the crack in there. Yeah. I think I'm with you there. We've talked about the Hextall thing a a number of times and the fact that he's just hanging out there. Like you said, he should be, um, I think in the same kind of grouping, like it should be rough as the favorite, maybe Cassidy as the second favorite and and then Montgomery Haxtell, um, you know, right, right there behind them. So it's definitely one that you should, if you can find it, add it to your tickets for, for the, the award show, which is always, always a, a fun time when you, when you got these, uh, you know, Daryl Sutter tickets in your pocket. And then the NHL just tweets who wins who wins the award, uh, in the middle of like an intermission of a playoff game. Uh all right, uh, let's talk about top shelf bets. Our favorite bets for November the 29th. Top shelf where mama hides the cookies. I'll go first. I like Carolina. They're even money underdogs on the road in Pittsburgh. The over-under here is six. In the same way that I think that the Panthers are a buy team among the preseason favorites in the league, the same goes for, for Carolina. They are still tilting, playing the right direction. They are still... You know, just doing what they normally do, pumping a ton of shot volume and getting the better of their opponents in terms of like high danger chances and 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 you know just shots in general. And they're just not getting the the bounces, the saves. That I, I think Kochekov's been better than we all thought. He's having an impact on the season for Carolina. Kind of changes the arithmetic, but Pittsburgh, I know that they've started to to turn their season around. They're not as impressive as their kind of reputation in the market right now would suggest. So I think Carolina here, this game, the odds should be flipped. I think Carolina should be a slight favorite even on the road. So I'll take Carolina as an underdog, even money on Tuesday night. Yeah, I like the Canes. They're still so good. I think a couple of overtime losses is really hidden in that fact. I like them a lot to bounce back in that game versus Boston. And they played really well, especially if you're going to credit how good Boston has been at home. And they profile so well as an underdog. I love yeah. getting Carolina as an underdog anytime you can. They're unreal defensively. They have been pretty much each of the last three years, which is why I think we've seen like five goalies perform with above average uh, results compared to or on goal save above expected in their net. So yeah, I like the Canes in that spot. I think they're still the better team, considerably better defensive core. And hopefully it'll show through and they'll get a win and not a three-on-three loss. <laughs> And your favorite bet, you're going to a contest where the Washington Capitals, your Washington Capitals, are even money on the road with the surging Vancouver Canucks minus 120 at home. The over-under six and a half starts a a very important homestand for the Canucks who don't look now, despite the fact that they've been, you know, they they started the season the way they did and never really got going or like, 
four points or something out of the playoffs of the West. The Western Conference is just an absolute joke right now. And I made this point on the NHL.com fantasy podcast that we do a collaboration on Monday mornings with, if you are going to bet the Canucks to make the playoffs, they're like sitting around plus 230. And as I said, like they're in 21 points right now. Edmonton's 22, Calgary's 21, St. Louis, Minnesota are 22. Like that's that's their kind of cohort at, around the last wild card spot. If you're going to bet the Canucks to bet the, to make the playoffs, I would just go for it and just bet them, you know, to win the conference or something or Stanley Cup. Do something at a bigger number because uh, if they get into the playoffs, at least they they could be pretty tough to get out because of their scoring depth. And that would likely mean that Thatcher Demko caught on fire. So if you're betting them to make the playoffs, what you're betting on is the Canucks to be playing well for the rest of the season. And if they're doing that, you'll like to have a, a big ticket at their current price on the Stanley Cup. Anyways, I've got nothing on this game. I would lean towards the Caps. You have something else for your favorite bet. Yeah, I like the over in this game. I know we had talked, I think, a couple weeks ago about how much I like the Caps to play lower-scoring hockey with the roster depleted. Now with the guys back, I think they're going to trend into playing some higher-scoring games, and I love this spot versus Vancouver, whose offense is absolutely on fire lately to keep that going. Vancouver scoring four goals every game. I know that's probably not going to be super sustainable, but I don't think the bodies, the caps have the bodies to keep them entirely in check. The Kuzmenko, Pedersen, Mikheyev line has been one of the very best in the league, which is, it's crazy, but Mikheyev's caught fire after kind of a slow start to the year after missing the preseason. I think there's just a lot of offensive talent and there's a ton of guys that are not good defensively skating in this game, but very strong offensively. And that's how the caps are starting to profile. And they're getting going a little bit, I think, Offensively, they they definitely deserved a lot better versus New Jersey. And with Oshie and Carlson back, I think the power play is going to start trending up. I like this game to be somewhat of a shootout. And I think that's, yeah, for all the reasons I listed, over six and a half at close to plus money seems like a great bet. All right. Uh, that concludes this episode of Line Change. For Nick Martin, I'm Michael Leboff. Wish you best of luck with all your bets, and we'll see you again on Thursday morning. <laughs>